Give it up. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. That was, that was really a pathetic greeting. Rick Venata. I don't know, but it felt super hot in here this morning. I think so. My goodness. I think this jersey just makes me sweat. Thinking about the Germans going against the passionate Mexican team this morning. So let's hope for those Germans. Whew. All right. Hey, uh, today I'm going to talk to you um, about fathers making a difference. And it hit me uh, last night about uh, 10 o'clock that, um, that my talk today may come off as a little bit more of like, I'm like, a, you know, putting fathers down. But my intention isn't to uh, put fathers down, but it's to challenge us to see that there are things in our life that we need to pay more attention to, that there are areas in our life where we need to respond. And so sometimes we need to look deeper and really see some of those things that we're missing as fathers. So here we go. Fathers make a huge impact on their kids' lives. And I have a little list of things here uh, that represent some of the things that fathers impact their kids with. The good majority of the material that I'm going to share with you comes from Terry Wardle uh, in a 16-week group that he wrote uh, called The Dad's Connection. It's a group that I've thought about running here a few times, and we kind of did something for a while where we got dads together and we talked about being uh, better fathers. Uh, it wasn't a time for us to get together and talk about our wounding, but talk about how can we be uh, better towards our kids, even if we have uh, our own personal wounds, but yet we want to focus on the kids. So today, uh, when I'm talking, I really just want to present what can we do to be uh, better parents, better fathers uh, to our kids. So one of the things as a father, a father that is present in his kids' lives can really help them with their self-image, how they feel about themselves. A father that is present can help their kids uh, with their self-esteem, how they see themselves. Uh, they can help a kid with their self-confidence, the way in which they face life's call. They can help their kid with self-giving, their ability to empty themselves for the benefit of others. They can help their kids, if they're present, with a sense of purpose, the clarity they have for their contribution in life. They can help them with security. A father can make uh, their kids feel the sense of safety and strength when he's around. It also, a father can help uh, his children learn how to relate to both men and women. And also, as uh, Christian fathers, we can help our kids realize that there's a need uh, for spiritual relationship with the Lord. Each of the things that I've listed above uh, are affected whether or not the father is present with their sons and daughters. So whether you're there or not, your kids are learning about their self-image. Whether you're, whether you're there or not, they're learning about their self-confidence. Now, I realize that there's a lot of different circumstances in life that uh, make it that some of us as fathers are not able to be present uh, with our kids, and situations uh, have to be worked out for parenting. And, you know, I could spend all morning talking about those different situations, but that's not... Uh, the point of the, of the talk this morning, and I feel like I would just 
end up missing one of those situations and then someone feels uh, left out. And plus, I also know uh, one of the things that someone pointed out to me as I do this talk about being uh, good dads, about being good fathers, is that we have to acknowledge that there's a lot of men in here that maybe you're not the biological father, but you really are a dad to that kid in the house, okay? And also, there's some men in here that you've been a father to kids that you've never even had a kid. Maybe as an older brother, you've had to step up and be a father. As a grandparent, you've had to step in. As an uncle, you've had to step in. And as stepfathers, we've had to step in and a father this generation. So let's not get caught up in that I'm just saying dad, because it, between you and the relationship that you have with a son or a daughter, you can decide if you're their father, if you're their dad. Plus, I see the greatest example that we have as a father figure, Jesus Christ, in the Bible, that he had no kids that we know of. I don't think he did, but he's a father to all of us. So if he can father, I believe that there's a lot of us here without kids that we can step in and be a father to the fatherless. But today, I lost my mic, my round head. But today, I just really want to focus again on how much of a difference we can make in our children's lives as dads. As dads, we have great impact on our children, both positively and negatively. As much as I just want to impact my children with all the good stuff, I also pass on to them the negative stuff. I desire to give them a great sense of purpose, and I want to make them feel secure. But in the end, but in the end, I end up modeling or living out in front of them my struggle with purpose and my insecurities. Every day as a father, we affect the core longings of our kids. If you've been in this church for a while and you've heard core longings, raise your hand. Okay, so there's some of you that haven't heard uh, core longings. So let me tell you uh, what the core longings are. We believe that there are essential core longings that each of us have as a person that we desire from God, that we desire from relationships, that we desire from our spouse, that our kids desire from us, and vice versa. One of those is love. We all want to know that we're loved. The second one is we all want to know that we have security. The third one is we all want to know that we're understood. This is a big one for me. I find that a lot of times when I'm frustrated, it's because I don't feel understood. I constantly wrestle with this one. This one causes me anger, causes me pain when I don't uh, feel understood because uh, it, it just hurts, and I'm starting to get a hold. I'm trying to get a hold of why does it bother me so much, and ask God to show me why does not being understood affect me so much. Significance. We all want to feel significant with our friends, our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers. We all want to know purpose, and we all want to know that we belong. Keep in mind, this is very important to keep in mind that it's not a question of whether. We are impacting these foundational issues. The question is, in what way are you impacting them? So again, the question is, in what way are we impacting our kids as fathers? And this applies to mothers too, but I'm just really driving it home today for us fathers. Are we affecting our kids positively or are we affecting them 
negatively. I wish it was just positively, but we know that it's both. That sometimes I'm affecting my kids in a good way, and sometimes I'm affecting them in a bad way. So with what I've shared so far, I think there's some people here that are already going, well, how can I have any hope of being a good father? And that's where I got last night. I go, oh my goodness, how am I going to try and make this connect that I'm not out here trying to have like a, you can't even say baseball bat anymore because then you think of Negan or something like that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I just want to drive this home that we have this need. So um, I think we can look to some scriptures here to help us. Proverbs 22.6 says, I believe that it can help us. Now, this is going to sound different to you guys because I just read a version of the Bible I've never read before. Okay, so I just went verse hunting. So if you want to hunt me down later for just grabbing a text here and there, that's cool. But I found this in the Passion Bible. And I love the way it said it. It said, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go and the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. So I want to read that one more time. When we're feeling overwhelmed, I think the Bible clearly says to us that we need to dedicate our children to God and point them in the way that they should go and the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. One of the reasons that we do uh, baby dedication here at the church is because we're saying we want to dedicate our kids to the Lord, and we're saying, Jesus, I can't do this on my own. I need you as my Savior to help lead me as a parent, and I also need my brothers and sisters to come alongside me and help me uh, to parent my kids. It really does take a village. We can't stand alone. If we stand alone, we won't go so far. Our relationship with our sons and daughters determines far more than most of us men realize. If we truly understood the impact we have, I'm sure we would spend a lot more time looking to God for both forgiveness and for help. I think sometimes we get overwhelmed because we realize what's at stake as a father. And I think when we become overwhelmed, we can look to Matthew 11 28 through 29, and again, this is from the Passion. It says, are you weary? Are you carrying a heavy burden of being a father? Then come to me, and I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. We need to look to the Lord to be good dads. We need to look to the Lord to be excellent fathers. I know, and I thank my mom and dad that when I was a kid that they did that because I know that that promise was fulfilled, that, that they were faithful to look to God to help raise me and my brother, and it helped. It didn't mean that we did everything perfect because if you know me, I'm not the perfect one, but I am the chosen one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. Uh, so, so children are connected to their fathers regardless of the, the, regardless of the degree of which fathers are connected to them. So did you hear that? Our kids are connected to us even if we're not connected to them. 
And I recognize this more and more every day because I'll be sitting downstairs on the couch and I've got my phone out and I've got the TV on and I've got my iPad in my hand. Why I need all of them, I don't know. I'm just super like that. But uh, you know, I'm looking at all these devices and my kid comes in the room and they want my attention and they don't always want it. And it takes me sometimes a few minutes to realize that I really need to set this down. I'm distracted. You know, I'm not giving them my full attention. Or sometimes I think, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and tell me. And I, I do this with my wife all the time. Yeah, go ahead and tell me. And then she looks at me and she goes, you didn't hear a thing I said. I said, yes, I did. What did you say? I don't remember. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? You get, we get trapped all the time. So we really do need to learn how to become undistracted and give our kids our full attention because they want to attune to us and we're not always attuning to them. Um, they pick up, our kids when they're around us, pick up on our facial expressions. They pick up on the tone of our voice. They see the level of our eye contact that we make with them. They read our body language and they respond and, and they see how we're responding uh, when they're around us. A lot of times, you'll notice that as a parent and as a father, if you're in a good place, your kids, now listen, this is the key word, if you're in a good place, they are normally in a good place. They're not always in a good place, but most of the time if the father comes into the house calm, when he comes in, the kids are calm around him. But if you're tense, your kids have a knot in their stomach because they're picking up on how tense you are, they're picking up on your anger, and they're picking up on your rest. And I've told you guys a couple teachings ago about the anxiety that I'm getting better and better at. But when I would wrestle with it at home, I could see how it changed my kids, especially my youngest. And each of them, uh, each of them respond differently. But I began to see just how much when I'm stressed, they're stressed. When I'm freaking out, they're freaking out. They're not freaking out about the same thing, but they are freaking out. And so we need to look to God to calm, to calm ourselves so that we can be uh, a good presence around our kids. Let me give you a few examples. Uh, Dr. Meg Mer Merker, and if I mess up her name, if someone knows her, I apologize. Uh, she wrote a well-researched and personal book entitled Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. She said in the book that even one connection, whether it's positive or negative, can shape the life of a kid. Let me read her story to you. In September 1979, my father spoke a single sentence that changed my life. I have graduated from college earlier in the year, and I had been rejected from several medical schools. So I was living at home pondering plan B. One evening on my way upstairs, I overheard my father talking to a friend on the phone, which was unusual. For my father was not a very social man, and a phone conversation with a friend was noteworthy. I stopped outside the door of his study, which was slightly ajar, and listened. Yes, he was saying, they really do grow up fast, don't they? I'm excited to tell you about my daughter. Meg will be starting medical school next fall. She's not quite sure where, though. My head went hot. I thought I was going to pass out. What was he saying? Medical school? I just received a handful of rejections. I'll be going to medical school next fall? How can he say that? 
What does he know that I don't know? His words alone did not change the course of my life. His tone, his inflection, and his confidence had an amazing impact on me as well. My father believed something about me that I couldn't believe for myself. Not only did he believe it, but he, a doctor himself, put his reputation on the line in front of his friend. As I backed away from the door, my heart rate doubled. I felt thrilled and excited because my father's confidence gave me hope. The dad connection matters, and no matter how much we may try to minimize it, we are valuable as fathers. I'm sure everyone here has heard John Eldridge, right? The wild at heart God that had guys out in the woods yelling and banging their chests and saying, we've got to be men again, right? He says this, he says, a boy has a lot to learn in his journey to become a man. And he becomes a man only through the active intervention of his father and the fellowship of men. I like that that's included there, that it's a father also needs the fellowship of men to raise up his children. It cannot happen any other way. To become a man and to know that he has become a man, a boy must have a guide, a father who will show him how to fix a bike, cast a fishing rod, and call a girl, and land a job, and all the many things a boy will encounter in his journey to become a man. This we must understand. Masculinity is bestowed upon a boy from another man. Robert Bly uh, is a poet, uh, and I didn't know it. <laughs> See, that wasn't scripted. I just it came to my head, you know. Sorry. So Robert Bly is a poet who has great concern for what is happening to young men today. He stated that fathers are abandoning, abandoning their roles with sons bestowing masculinity. He states a few things here. And I won't read the whole list, but I'll just share two of them with you. He says, mothers are having to step up and bestow a soft form of masculinity because men are absent. He says that he believes movies and TV shows with distorted images of manhood, like TV movies, uh, and I, I believe that TV movies continue uh, to make a joke out of fatherhood. Now, I laugh at it. I'm not going to tell you I haven't laughed at Al Bundy or some of the things that they do, or I don't even know all the new shows that they have uh, out right now that, you know, the father is always the joke. But I think what we have to realize is that over the 20, 30 years that uh, TV programs have been making fun of fathers, as fathers, I think somewhat we've accepted some of it, and we've just become the fool. We've kind of accepted oh, we're the joke in the family, we're the fool in the family, we're not really as important as the mother. And I'm not saying the mother's role isn't important, and if we were doing Mother's Day today, the list would be much bigger of all the <laughs> greatness that mothers bring into kids' lives. But uh, I think we have to acknowledge that some of the entertainment uh, world has had some of the effects of how we see ourselves as fathers. Uh, she also, Meg also goes on uh, to say that she believes that, the similar, that similar things are happening uh, for women, for uh, young ladies, for girls. Uh, she mentions here MTV. Uh, now, this book was written in 2013, 
So I've never seen my daughter watch MTV, but I guess when I was thinking about it this morning, that uh, I guess MTV now makes a lot of movies. So, you know, we could still apply that MTV is uh, shaping some of the lives of our daughters. Movies, uh, definitely magazines, uh, music, and I would add social apps. Some of these social apps that uh, our young ladies are using where they're looking for things that we as fathers should be giving to them. They're going to their friends, their peers, and looking for affirmation. And so it's robbed some of the affirmation that we as fathers uh, need to give to our sons and to our daughters. She sees the results as tragic, and I believe uh, that's true. She says here, and I want every dad to really listen to this because I think this is very important right here. So she's a doctor, and she says, after more than 20 years of listening to daughters and doling out antidepressants, antibiotics and stimulants to girls who have gone without a father's love i know how important fathers are i have listened to hour after hour of young girls describe how they vomit in junior high school bathrooms to keep their weight down i've watched girls flunk out of school quit varsity sports all to see if their dads would notice and i have watched daughters talk to their fathers when you come into the room she says they change. She says when a father comes into the room, their daughters change. Everything about them changes. Their eyes, their mouths, their gestures, their body language. Daughters are never lukewarm in the presence of their fathers. They light up or cry. They watch you intensely. They hang on your words. They hope for your attention and they wait for it in frustration or despair. They need a gesture of approval, a nod of encouragement, or even a simple eye contact to let them know you care and you are willing to help. When she's in the company, when she's in your company, she tries harder to excel. When you teach her, she learns more rapidly. When you guide her, she gains confidence. If you fully understand just how profoundly you can influence your daughter's life, you will be terrified overwhelmed or both boyfriends and this is good news right here boyfriends brothers even husbands cannot shape her character the way you do no other man will shape your daughter better than you can because this is the reason why you will influence her entire life because she gives you an authority that she gives no other man are you getting the points that i'm making today dads the point that I'm trying to drive home, we are important and we need to rise up and accept the challenge as fathers to be present for our kids, to attune to them, to see the things that we uh, need to give to them. Dads really do make a difference. Let me share a few things with you uh, before we get ready to pray here. This is all, these things are things that happen when a dad is present, when a dad is present, sorry. Toddlers securely attached to their father, to their fathers, to their fathers are better at problem solving. A six-month-old a six baby scores higher on tests of mental development if their dads are involved. With dads present in a home, kids manage school stress better. And this list, if I brought out the list that she has, there's uh, you know 30 or 40 of them, and I just chose a few. 
Uh, girls whose fathers provide warmth and control achieve higher academic success. Girls who close their fathers, girls who are close to their fathers exhibit less anxiety and withdrawn behavior. And the key word there is less. Doesn't mean that they won't have some anxiety and they won't withdraw. And I really like this statistic from the research did in her book. It said 21% of 12 to 15 year olds say that their number one concern was not having enough time with their parents. I have three kids in that age bracket. Well, one's just a little past, you know. And so I think last night I was, as some of the pressure that I was feeling is like, really, I could just reach this self at home and not showing up this morning, you know, because I've got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot of of challenge steps. I've got a lot of things uh, to be present to. So what kind of influence can we as a dad make on our kids if we lead them towards faith? If we walk out our faith openly and with humility, if we're humble before our kids, if we admit that uh, we're striving to be uh, good Christians, but that we don't always do it perfectly, if we offer them religion, and religion isn't all bad. There are parts of religion that are corrupt, but religion is a good practice. Belief in God provides help and hope. If we are Christian dads, we can help deliver to our kids a belief in God that will provide them with hope and that will provide them with joy. We can, give, we can help to give to our kids good moral guidance. We can help them learn to set good biblical boundaries. We can give them feelings of mental and psychological security through the truth of the word. We can, have, uh, we can help them um, as young Christians learn to adjust into the adult population, how to take their faith from their youth into their adulthood. You know, one of the things that I've seen uh, personally uh, with my own kids is um, we were in Germany one time and none of this was instructed, uh, but we were walking around uh, the streets of downtown Munich, and uh, each of my kids had spending money. And Lily, you know, she's probably about this high at that time. She comes up to me and she says, I need my wallet. I need my wallet. I need my wallet. And I said, for what? And she's like, I want to give my money to this guy that's sitting on the street. And I said, okay, it's your money. Now, Mel's sister got irate because she said, you're just feeding into the problem. And I said, Lily, if you want to take that money, that's your money, and you believe that God is leading you to give it, and if you're not just feeling like you know that you need to give it because someone told you you need to, then don't give it. But if you feel like you want to give it, if you want to give freely because you've been given to freely, then give it. She went over there, reached in her wallet, took the euros that she had that was her spending money, gave it to the man on the street. And that made me pretty proud because it wasn't a lesson that I sat down taught her I did we didn't open a book and say look at this but she's seen sometimes her mother and I give to people sacrificial whatever that word is sacri whatever sacrificially there we go sacrificially there we go there. and I can't say those words at home either so but uh you know so that really touched me that day to see that she wasn't being told to do something, but she did something out of her heart, okay? So we can teach our kids how to live sacrificially through bringing them uh, to faith. Um, so let's have all the fathers stand.
if, you're, if you've been a stepfather, if you've been uh, someone that has made an impact in a young man's life or a young lady's life, go ahead and uh, stand up. And then John's going to come up in a minute because we have another, we have a few other things to pray for. One of the things that, that I realized that I forgot to say at the beginning of, of talking about this is that I realize that today is very hard for a lot of people. There are people in here that when we're talking about uh, God being a good father, that they never had a good father. So hearing, um, hearing about good fathers and how to be good fathers is something that you're kind of like this. You want to let it in, but it's hard, you know, because you never experienced, didn't have a, a father that was present. You didn't have an uncle or grandfather that, that uh, stepped up to be a good father. You. So this is what I want to pray, and then John's going to come up and uh, invite uh, some other people uh, for some ministry time. Um, I want us to uh, pray uh, that we would all become more present to our children. I want to pray that we would learn to lay aside what we want to do. And I know that's hard because sometimes we come home from work you know, this year especially, I've learned more through being through having two jobs that when I get home at 7 o'clock and I've got to be in bed at 9, that I just want to sit down and watch The Office for a half an hour. But And you guys know I love The Office. But you know what? My kid comes and he wants to talk to me. And he's not going to be in my house forever, you know? And he might with the, with, <laughs> with the, with the way college debt is going. But... Uh, you know what I mean. So I want us to become more present to our kids. I want us to ask God to help us to attune to them even when we don't want to. And there's a few other guys in here that aren't standing up. And I want you to feel the freedom to stand up because I've seen the impact that you make on kids' lives. And I don't want to call you out and make you uncomfortable. But there's some other guys in here. I've seen you with the children around this church, and you make a huge difference in their life. I want to uh, pray that we would realize how important of a role we play in our kids' lives, that we're not Al Bundys, we're not the Simpsons, but we have a serious role to play in our kids' lives. I want us to say that we will lean on Jesus and look to him to help us to be better parents, and that we would connect with other like minded men that want to be fathers of blessing that maybe every once in a while we would get together as a group of guys and talk about strategies and ways and uh, how to challenge each other to be better at being a father to our kids because our sons and daughters need us this, these lists that I read here this morning they need us they need to get their core longings. God gave them fathers to meet their core longings of love, acceptance, being understood. So um, let's, why don't the fathers that are close to each other go ahead and get next to one another. And uh, mothers or daughters or sisters, if you want to uh, lay hands on them, we're just going to pray. Go ahead and gather around them. Uh, Lord, I just uh, pray today, God, Lord, would you rise us up as fathers of blessing? God, would you help us to be fathers uh, that cherish our children? Lord, would you help us to uh, be attentive to our kids? Would you help us to uh, look to you more, God? That Would you help us to trust in you, to believe in you, to know 
God, that you are the answer to the problem that we're having with our kids, God. Lord, would you help us to call out dreams in our kids? Would you help us to uh, uh, paint a picture of security, God? Lord, would you help us to uh, repent to our kids when we've given them insecurity, when we've given them a false image? God, would you help us to um, walk it out, God? Lord, that we would be humble. God, I need to be more, I know I need to be more humble with my kids and admit to them when I've messed up, when I haven't uh, lifted them up, but I've torn them down, God. Help us to be fathers that lift our kids up, that affirm them. Help us to be fathers that lean on Jesus and help us, God, as fathers to connect to one another, to champion this generation of young people that we have around us, Lord. And I just pray that in the strong, strong name of Jesus that we would go forth from this place today and be good, good fathers. John has something uh, for us this morning, too, that goes along with this uh, message of being a father. So just have a seat for a moment. You know, the church is supposed to be a reconciling community, meaning reconciliation is needed where there's been alienation. And sometimes alienation is really obvious. Sometimes it's more subtle, but it's, it's still there. So I want to just pray this prayer. It's a prayer blessing. And uh, I got it from, there's a, a man who used to be a Catholic priest named uh, Francis McNutt. He's not a Catholic priest anymore, but he, he's still very involved in ministry, very influential around the world. Uh, and he talks about a father's role. And then because uh, the, the way that imperfect human beings are is they, they never fulfill their role completely. So Rick prayed a, a, a prayer blessing over dads here. But this prayer is more directed to all of us as having been fathered imperfectly. It's a father's blessing to all of us, myself included, who have been fathered imperfectly. And so what I want to ask you to do is just close your eyes. I'm going to pray this over you. And I'd like you, you know, unless you don't feel comfortable doing this, just to put your hand on your heart. And uh, just in a moment, I'm, I'm just talking about a father's purpose. And then I'm going to pray a father's, a broken father's blessing. So a father's role with your hand over your heart. A father's role is to protect, to provide, to bless, and to establish his children's identity. Maybe your father did that for you. Maybe he didn't. Perhaps he abandoned you or abused you sexually, physically, verbally, or emotionally. Maybe he died before you were ready or left you for some other reason. Maybe he made you his pet, delighting in you so much that you haven't been able to break away to be your own person. Perhaps he was distant, removed, and showed no interest in you, or he terrified you with his anger and rage. Perhaps he made you the scapegoat of all his troubles, so that you suffered for the things other people did to him. Perhaps he blamed you for things that were not your own fault at all. Maybe he worked too much or played too hard and never spent enough time with you, missed your ball games, your dance recitals, and your spelling bees. Maybe he spent too much time with you, forcing you to become the athlete or student or doctor or lawyer you never wanted to be. Perhaps he left you in the care of hurtful, dangerous people. Maybe he didn't see or believe you when you went to him for help. Perhaps he was just too preoccupied with himself to see anything you wanted or needed then. I don't really know. But if you're willing to hear the words of a broken father speaking to you, please close your eyes for a few moments. I realize I'm not your father, but please allow me to stand in 
for your father and in the place of your father who may or may not have said any of these things, please allow yourself to hear these words. I ask your heavenly father to richly bless you in all the places I fail to bless you. I ask the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of his cross and his blood to set you free now from any harsh or cruel words that I said, especially the ones that keep that you keep remembering over and over. I'm so sorry. I ask the Lord to set you free from heart injuries you sustained from me or from others in whose care I placed you. I ask the Holy Spirit to set you free from heartache, disappointments, dreads, grief, or rage that you cannot resolve. And I'm so sorry for any other struggles I may have caused you. May you be healed from being ignored by me or overindulged by me. If I ever made you feel less than or not good enough, I'm deeply sorry and ask you to forgive me. May the Lord set you free from working so hard to please me when nothing ever would. May the Lord set you free from trying to get from me what I never had to give you. I again am so sorry. May the Lord set you free from blaming me for failing you. Not because I need that, but so you can be free to grow to receive, to achieve, and to be creative in ways you have not yet imagined. May the Lord give you all the things I was unable or unwilling to give you. May the Lord guide you in ways that I never could and grant you peace. May the Lord free you from the effects of my addictions and my anxieties and my anger. May the Lord free you from feeling that you have to always be perfect or that you have to be what I expected you to be. I pray that God will help you to see that the hurt and pain I caused you came from my own world. It limited me, and I'm so sorry if it has limited you. I pray that God will remove from you any belief that you were not wanted or loved. I pray that you have no doubt that you are the gender you are supposed to be. I pray that the Lord will release you from any unhealthy bond that you may have with me. I want you to keep all the good that came from me and give all the garbage to God. My beloved and precious daughter and my son, I love you. I am so proud of you. I'm so glad you were born. Take flight, my love, and soar into the heights of God's destiny for you. Fly free and live. Father, we just want to receive every blessing that you have for us from our earthly fathers that they and their brokenness were never able to pass on to us. And we thank you on this day that we remember our dads and thank you for them. We pray that the fullness of your father's blessing would rest on our lives despite uh, all the, the trouble and pain and difficulties that we faced. Jesus, thank you for making this possible with your death on the cross. Thank you that, that through your name, and your sacrifice for us, that that a whole new life is opened up. And we want to welcome it in its fullness today. And Lord, we pray that uh, the blessings that you have for us would begin to be released upon our children, into our families, into our nephews and nieces, and our friends and neighbors and strangers. Lord, so much has been held back. There's so much potential and beauty and wonder in, in every person, ourselves included. And we want to see... Your glory in each of us begin to be revealed and